This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Ramya. Kelly McDonald here, Ramya Muthan, and she is at the studio in Toronto. Kelly here at the studio in London, Ontario. Got some pictures left over from yesterday's Halloween extravaganza. If you missed it, do please check it out via podcast by simply subscribing. Let's start with our first one that we didn't get a chance to get to. Kim Thistle, our committee reporter, is dressed as a cowboy girl. She's wearing a plaid shirt, straw hat, she has a black drawn-on mustache and dots on her face to represent being unshaven. Brock Richardson in our next one here is dressed as a purple crayon. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Get Brock to scribble things in for you. And our final one, gang, is the KNR crew in the control room and a few others added to boot. Starting from the right, we have uh, Jordan as a sophisticated cat, mm. Megan as a cowgirl, Jacob, he's wearing that uh, stylish fez. And, oh, this one, uh, you may remember her. Uh, oh, what's her name? Ramya Muthan. Uh, and she says Corella, as she wore on the program yesterday. Caitlin, green fog, fo- fog, frog. And Irene, with little devil horns. And, of course, Glasgow. He snuck himself into the picture, too. <laughs> oh, oh. Real important Toronto Raptor here, Eliza, as uh, Kyle Lowry, folks, over there as well. Guys, thank you very much. I was kind of wondering when we would get that picture in there. Yeah, and some intruders, too, sliding in there. Jacob, Ramya. Anyway, (laughs) folks, let me hand things over to Ramya because we've got another special guest to join us. Yeah, that's right. Halloween was a lot of fun, but let's talk some serious science and STEM. Uh, We're talking about Canada's STEM space with a focus on youth and education. So there was a group of 31 Canadian students, all previous Canada-wide science fair finalists, who recently traveled to the Milset Expo Sciences International, and this was in Mexico. So the reason why they were there was to showcase their passion uh, for science, their part of Youth Science Canada as well. So we're really excited now to talk to one of the Toronto students who got a chance to go to this, Sterling Huang. Sterling, thank you for coming on uh, Kelly and Romeo. Yeah, thank you for having me. We're really excited to talk to you about this particularly. But before that, tell us about your passion uh, for science, for STEM, your involvement in all this. Has it been forever? Well, at the beginning, when I was younger, I didn't know that science was going to be something I wanted to pursue. Mm. So uh, really, it's been a long journey that has allowed me to go to the place I am. I've met a lot of great teachers that have inspired me and have taught me. Well, I've met a lot of great peers that have encouraged me and have helped me when I was down. So really, there's a lot of people that have pushed me on this journey today. Wow. You know what it sounds like you're describing, something is that support that so many people have on this particular journey when you get ideas, the creativity, the sharing, the advisement and stuff like that. Um, and I think that is in itself the only way someone can can flourish, right? You, you get better with that support and having those sounding boards. Yeah, definitely. Like science awesome. is an interdisciplinary activity and sometimes you need like different perspectives on an ideas. Like for instance, um, on a project, someone who might not study science can, like in humanities, can offer insightful advice on how you can improve a project. Awesome. 
Well, tell us a little bit about your participation in the recent Canada-wide science fair. What project did you bring there to showcase? Yeah, so in the Canada-wide science fair, uh, me and my partner, Ethan, also at my school, we worked on a project that a device that could create both clean water and create clean electricity. So it was sort of a two-in-one system that allowed water to evaporate and made that water into clean water. Oh, this is brilliant. Um, why this project? Yeah, because um, I think as a Torontonian, especially, like we have access to clean water and mm -hmm. sometimes we forget that our communities far away from us without access to clean electricity, with electricity and clean water yes. and that life can be difficult. So my partner, when he was younger, he went to China. So um, and he was able to see some of the communities that wasn't able to have as much clean water. And that was some something inspirational towards the creation of this project. And that's kind of um, a, a typical way of connecting with science, right? Something that is personally meaningful to you or uh, feels like it needs the the help, the leg up, the research, whatever, and then you get into it that way. Like that's what springs the motivation. Yeah, definitely. Like just looking at some of the other projects part in the team, for instance, uh, another student at my school who also was part of Team Canada at Millset, mm -hmm. um, his project was about creating, like helping, um, creating an app that could detect objects that could be beneficial towards visually impaired individuals. So that was inspired by some family members and people in their community who had trouble seeing. Yeah, wow. yeah, of course. This is great. I love that. And 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 with you guys, it's that wonderful connection that you know says, "Hey, this is what we want to do." Can I ask where you start? Like when you know what you kind of want to do. Do you, do you hit the internet? Do you have your own self generally an idea what you need or do you start scribbling out stuff? Like how do, how do you, what's your process? So um, I think sometimes science is that like, like a, like a Newton with the apple example, right? Like the apple yes. falls down from a tree, happens to hit. Um, it's not always like all planned out. Sometimes it can happen randomly and that's, I really beautiful part of science i apologize for some of the background noise um there's okay. some students crossing away in the hallway <laughs> uh so tell us about Millset and the expo itself the trip to mexico uh why is something like this valuable to you so I think a major part of it is the ability to meet other people, both internally in the country and externally with international with other countries. So for instance, like for speaking as someone from Toronto, we don't often have to go out of the city because we have our hospitals here and many major like conveniences, stores, uh, like leisure activities all happen can happen in Toronto. And you often don't know about the lifestyles of other parts of Canada. For instance, I during this trip, I met someone from a different part of Ontario, Cornwall, I think, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how I had a school, it was difficult to keep a calculus teacher to teach their school about these math, at least the critical skills. And this is not a problem that you experience in Toronto. And it was interesting to see that, like the different lifestyles from across Canada, and internationally speaking, for instance, Mexico, the tap water was not safe to drink. So we had to ration our water every day. And that's not something you typically encounter in Canada. And these experiences sort of allow you to learn and appreciate the lifestyle you have every day and how wow. fortunate you are to live in Canada. Yeah. Right. I want to ask you. And they're big you, things, really. 
Yeah, they are. They're significant and, and they're kind of diverse. Like the things that you're pointing out are not all connected to each other. Uh, I wanted to ask you the opposite as well, which is, did you realize any of the challenges that you have with your own experiences with STEM science? Um, or I, I'm not sure where else you want to go with that, but your own challenges and how that was offset with learning uh, that other people have. Yeah, so um, I might be understanding the question wrong, but from what I'm understanding, I feel like with STEM expos and these science fairs, sometimes it's humbling to see other people's projects because you take a look at the amazing work that other people are doing and you think, wow, I can improve my project in this way by, mm. for instance, like incorporating more statistical analysis, for instance. And like these expos are also in a way a brainstorming session for future ideas that you can take on. Yeah, yeah. That's right. well, uh, and you don't want to see uh, someone who might get so discouraged with themselves. But I guess when you get to that point, you guys take that in that way and say, I can learn from the others, as you talked about off the top, that kind of connections and, and being able to see what others are doing. I think that's amazing. Was there anything else that you guys, you yourself learned? What else was exciting being there in Mexico? Yeah, so uh, like, of course, there's learning the local culture in Mexico. Um, it was it was a new experience having to go to the store and being able to negotiate prices with um, owners. Uh, so oh, wow. Is that, uh, some <laughs> and yeah. Anything, so, um, anything else? Also, yeah. Yeah, and also with the um, learning, like learning about different countries as well. Like, um, uh, so there was this part at the expo where individual countries were able to showcase their culture, and there were a lot of South American countries. All the continents were covered, in fact, and it was just nice, like a learning experience, seeing mm. the different cultures present. Yeah, beautiful. It, I think it's easy to kind of uh, think of these expos or these events and opportunities as like strictly academic and very, right. uh, you know, serious by the books kind of experiences but you're painting such a different picture sterling like there's so much personality and um sociability that comes with going to things like this and really getting to know people on a uh, a deeper level what you take away yeah definitely like um when we first went came on the plane ride to uh, mexico like we were we all felt like we were individuals from all across canada we didn't know each other yeah. but after by the end of the week we actually felt like a team. And I, um, I, at the beginning, you mentioned about like competition. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that team spirit negates the competitive aspects of these competitions. And if your project might like not look as complicated as other people's, people help bring you up and teach you rather than bring you down, right? Like after all, we're yes. all a team. And yes. we yeah, build a community sometimes. It's not just about the science. Exactly. And, and that's the objective, or at least one of the biggest objectives and missions of science anyways. It's supposed to be learning and sharing and, and lifelong of that. Um, do you want to tell us about where you are right now, post-expo? Uh, what are you up to? Where are you going from here? Just give us a scoop on uh, your journey. Yeah, of course. So um, the project I presented at the expo was on creating an alternative um, material for roads, an alternative asphalt. So asphalt currently um, 
it's made uh, using bitumen, which is an, a byproduct of oil refining. And especially in Canada, water can get stuck in the road. And during winter, when the water turns into ice, it can cause cracks in the road. So that's damaging to the roads. So at the expo, I proposed an alternative of like sort of doping in um, proteins that allow the water to channel through. Mm -hmm. And there was um, a comment from one of the people like viewing my projects that it might be expensive to use the proteins. And if I can, and he asked whether I considered using genetic, genetic engineering to sort of create more of these proteins at a faster rate and a cheaper rate. So um, these are some mm. things I'm considering as I move forwards. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. wow. Congratulations. And thanks for yeah. sharing. Yeah. That's thanks for awesome. letting us in on this. This is really great. Oh, nice. Yeah. And for anyone watching, I would definitely encourage you to participate in science as well. It's not just about the science, the competition. You learn a lot about other regions. It gives you a new perspective. Mm. Absolutely. And and it, as it becomes more accessible and more inclusive, there's uh, so many more ways to take part in science, as you say, now than there was before. We're really, really excited about that. Sterling, thank you. Have a great day and all the best. Yeah, thank you for having me. We were speaking to a student from Toronto, Sterling Huang, um, who went to Mexico, was one of the Canadian students who went to Mexico for the Millset Expo Sciences International. And it was really incredible to talk to him about his project and his experience. Sterling gave you lots to think about, folks. If you missed any of that, please go back via the podcast, check it out, or one of our repeats, because, man, really nice, really thoughts and uh, encouraging. Up next on the program, when thinking of starting a savings plan, where does someone get started? Well, you know who's going to tell us all about that. Financial planner, Ryan Chin. He'll let us know after this. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. <laughs> 